uh, last time I preached, uh, wasn't a wedding? Yeah, it was a wedding, right? Yeah. So that was a message for the, the bride and the groom. And uh, I spoke about exchanging God's glory. And uh, I won't talk about that this, this morning, but it might connect. I want to speak about fixing our eyes on Christ. And I'm challenged now because we are doing a training on preaching. So I have, we, there's three of us learning how to preach, four, fourth of us. So I feel like these guys will be like with a checklist. Okay, he missed that part. He didn't make eye contact. So uh, I guess I'm, I shoot myself on the, on the, on the foot. <laughs> so Risa, uh, Chris, and, and Bill, have mercy on me, okay? So I want to speak about fixing our eyes on Christ. And, you know, beginning of the year, we always make resolutions and we make plans and things like that. Uh, last sermon of the year, we spoke about the suitcases. And, you know, in preparation for 2024, what are the things that we should carry with us? And, and like in every journey, what are the things that we, there might be okay, there might be good, but we have to leave them behind because they become uh, too heavy to carry the load. So in that same line, in Hebrews chapter 12, go, come with me if you have your Bible uh, last time we recorded our message, I noticed something. And I noticed through that camera in the back that all, a lot of you went to the Bible and actually opened their Bible. So I'm going to give you time to open your Bible today on Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. <coughs> Thank you, Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit, to this place and have your will Dawn in our midst, Holy Spirit. We surrender to you. I surrender my mind, my thought process, everything, Lord. We surrender to you. Speak to us this morning, Lord, in, in Jesus' name. So I'm reading for ESV. You might have a different version. Uh, we have NIVs in our, in our church. So this says, therefore, the, uh, Paul says, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. And this is where my message goes. Looking. This version says looking, but if you read the, the original word, it says fixing. Fixing your eyes on Jesus, the, uh, the founder or the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. So I want to leave you with a couple of things this morning. And my purpose is that you will make the decision, folks. Because at the end of the day, my friends, you have to make the call. At the end of the day, God has given you free will. And you are the one making the decisions on how you want to live your life or what direction you want to take with your life. So life, really, life can be difficult. Life can be lighter, if I can use that word. But it depends on us. A lot of that depends on, on, on us. Yes, there are circumstances and situations we have no control whatsoever. 
just to respond to them, right? That's, that we can control how we respond to things. But then we can make a cognizant decision to walk life in a way that is easy. Don't you think we complicate things too often? I don't know about you, but I'm a complicated folk. I, 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 uh, I study engineering. I have an engineering degree. And physics, I hated that class. Physics, because I kept thinking, what, why, what in the world am I going to do with these formulas? Gravity times pi, 3.16, you know, that make it difficult to me. But you know what? I ended up being a difficult guy, complicated. My thought process is complicated. And I don't know if I like to complicate things, but I guess I'm not the only one, right? Amen? I, hey, the fact that I'm making eye contact, I'm not, I'm not saying anything, okay? <laughs> I want a, a couple things I want to take from this, and I want to encourage you. This year and what's ahead of your life, your days, make sure that we are, we walk in this life with a purpose. You have to define that first. You know, the, uh, this is not what I wrote in my message. Uh, so this can happen, preaching, preaching students. You write some things and then you get here and then you go in a completely direct, different direction. I want to tell you something. Jesus had a goal in mind. He knew he had a purpose. He has an, a mission to accomplish. And that's what drove him even to endure the worst of the punishments. So I guess my first question is, do you have one? What do you think is your purpose in this life? I know when I, was, when I came to Christ, we spent, I spent months and, 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 and literally years trying to find what was my purpose in life. What was my north star, so to speak? Jesus had one, and when you have one, it makes life so easier. Because you know where you're going. And it doesn't have to do something with church or, or, or callings. Because that's the tendency we have in the body of Christ. We all think it's related to office or to serve God fully in a full, full. No, it doesn't have to be that. God might have called you to be a great nurse and to minister to people. God might have called you to be a business or businessman or businesswoman, and through that ability, you know, provide resources to help orphans, to help widows. I don't know what is your purpose. I do want to encourage you to find your lane. Because the Bible says that this life is like a race. But it's not like any race. It's not like any competition. It's not like any contest. Paul uses the word endurance, which tells me that uh, it's not going to be easy. You know, I don't know how many of you uh, practice uh, marathons here. How many marathon runners? Boxing? 
Jiu-Jitsu? No? Okay. Let me find another example uh, to relate to this. I wrote this, and this endurance is, what is endurance? It's to remain, to persevere, to bear bravely and calmly, right? It says, in the New Testament, the characteristic of a person who is, who is, is not swerved from his deliberate purpose and his loyalty to faith and piety by even the greatest trials and sufferings. That is endurance. I got a friend in Honduras. Weird things happen in Honduras. But my friend, he was in a contest, Linda. And he had to be in a treadmill for eight hours to a certain speed and a certain inclination for eight hours. And the purpose of, that, of the, the contest was to see how long he was going to be able to endure the pressure. Because there's a moment when your physical body starts to collapse and your mind starts to scream to you what, are you, what are you doing? You take me off of this treadmill, please? Or whatever you're going through. Maybe you're going through circumstances in your life and you're thinking, I cannot do this anymore. This is so hard. Why am I, why am I, why am I here? Why should I be going through this pressure? Why, why, when am I, am I going to be able to get rid of this problem? When is my situation going to change? And there's so much pressure because you have, you have financial pressure, you have health issues, and it seems like you never are going to get to the other side, so to speak. Have you been there? That's life. That's life. I would love to tell you folks when you receive Christ, like I was told, it's going to be butterflies and lollipops. I, that's what I was promised. And when I wake up next day, it seemed like things got worse. You know why? Because the enemy ain't, 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 no, ain't nobody, how, how the song says, ain't nobody mad by the devil. Ain't nobody mad by the devil. He doesn't want you walking this life. So what are you trying to say, preacher, with all these words and things? It's okay if life is not easy. In fact, it's not weird if life is not easy. My friends, life is difficult, and that is normal. Sorry. It's true. But the, the, the Word of God has the instructions for us to be able to overcome this life, even with all the challenges and difficulties it, 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 it comes with. And so this is a, a few things. And I wrote it based on this. I wrote this. Three things that are important to win the prize. What is the prize? What is that that you want to accomplish so bad that you're willing to endure life? What is it? Hey, I cannot define it for you. 
but you have to have one. And the Bible gives us the example of the Lord Jesus. You know what was Jesus' goal? You know what was Jesus' prize? To be pleasing to his heavenly Father. Jesus' dream was that God the Father will have his will accomplished. And that is what drove Jesus. Remember when he was in the Gethsemane? The Bible says that he, even, he was under such a pressure that he even sweat. Uh, his sweat was blood drops. And that is actually a medical, it's a medical uh, uh, phenomenon. When people is under a lot of stress, their, sweat, they, their blood vessel explode. And they start sweating blood. When they are under a huge amount of stress, that can happen to people. That happened to Jesus. And what he says, scholars think that that was his weakest moment. When he says, Father, if you can pass this cup from me. And I, and I always ask, how was it? And I'm sure, I'm, I think he did something like, Father, if you can pass this cup from me. And then he, probably he did something like, but not my will. Not my will, but yours. How many things are we trying to accomplish in this life that won't have any effect in the other side of heaven? Have you, have you think about that? Have you thought about that? How many things are you and I pursuing in life that won't be of any value once we depart from this side of heaven? Riches, reputation, name. I don't know. I don't know if that's something for you to answer. What are you pursuing in life that is just going to stay here? Because, folks, we're going to the other side. Amen? I mean, we're not pharaohs. Pharaohs, you know, they put it in the, the tombs of the pharaohs. All their gold was there. We're, we're not taking anything with us. So how many things are we pursuing in life that are of any or zero or none value in the eternal realm? Think about it for a minute. I, I can hear your thoughts. That was my introduction. Amen. Let's get in the sermon. So Paul said, the, the, the author of Hebrews says three things. He says, let aside all weight. What are you preaching about, Alan? I want to give you a couple things to do so your life is easier. Because Jesus says, my burden, my yoke is lighter. It's easier. With Christ, life should be easier. If we have our goal and our eyes on Jesus, life should be easier. Not as heavy. Not with such, a, such so much burden. No. If you have your eyes on Christ, 
Your life should be easier. But with that also, you have to do a couple things. And one of them is lay aside every weight. Weight are not bad things. But are they profitable? Are they profitable? And again, it goes back to the example, what are you pursuing in life? What, 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 what is the thing or the person on whom you have fixed your eyes upon? Am I, am, are you following what I'm saying? What, where, where, what's my goal in this life? Where am I going? What I'm trying to reach? Where, where's, where's the finish line for me? Where is the finish line for me? And I'm running toward that thing. What is it? Do you know what it is in your own life? A lot of people don't know what it is. And that causes a lot of trouble. So lay aside every weight, but begin with defining, church. And I want to give you a suggestion. And I know this is a great advice. Make your relationship with Christ your priority. Get to know Christ. Get to know this Jesus that I'm preaching. I think that will be a great goal for 2024. What, else, what is your plan for this year? I'm going to get to know Jesus like I've never done before. I think that will be a great thing to do. What do you say? Five, four, six? Yeah. Let's get to know Jesus. Paul always preached to know Jesus and the love, to know what he accomplished for me, to know Jesus. I think that's the greatest thing you can do. And I'm not speaking about head knowledge or information. No, get to know him on a personal level. Jesus is not a fairy tale. He's not a figure of our imagination. He's a person that loves you. And he wants to have communion with you. Get to know Jesus. But to be able to do that, you have to lay it aside weight, meaning that I have to make decisions toward the goal of getting to know Jesus. Amen. And the other thing that you have to do is, Paul, the writer of Hebrews says, lay aside every sin that clings so closely. Sin, that's a heavy word. The little things, not the big thing. It's not like I'm not going to murder anymore. Uh, that's like, whoa, man. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not going to murder anymore. I'm not going to traffic drugs or humans through the southern border because the preacher says, let aside all sin. No, the little things. The little things. The little patterns. The little habits. The little attitudes that are contrary to what God says. Lay aside those things. Those are the ones who cling, cling easily. Murdering, I don't know if that. But little things like lying. Like, uh, here I go again. Like speaking behind people's back. Like, you know, little things. Uh, 
that we do that cling so easily. If you do those things, you quench the Holy Spirit. And then the race becomes even harder. And to reach the goal is even more difficult. So pray to the Lord and ask him, Lord, what, what should I change? What must I change in my life? Do I have something in my life I'm probably not even aware of? I don't, this, this is a habit now that I, I'm not even aware of. Amen? And you laid aside uh, the weight of the world, making sure that you're pursuing the right things. You lay aside sin. Those things that you know are not right, stop doing them in the name of Jesus. Okay? I'm not mad. Just please stop doing them. Stop, stop it, stop it, stop it. Don't do it anymore. Oh, preacher, it doesn't affect me. That's what you think. It will eventually. It will eventually. And then, three, know your reward that is in Jesus. And I'm close with this. First one. You know what's the biggest, one of the biggest challenges we have in the body of Christ, in the church, that we haven't tasted and seen that God is good. A lot of us have never have had the experience to taste and, and see how good this God is. A lot of us have never had the chance to experience God's faithfulness and his miracle, miraculously deliverance. Many of us have ha ha never had that experience when you found yourself in a, in, in a crossroads and God came through and you can say, Surely, God, deliver me. Why? Because a lot of us have never made the decision to do things God's way and, 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 and to do things God's way and wait for the answer. And that is challenging. But when you taste and see that God is good and His truth and His faithful, Oh, you will never want their other way anymore. Are you following what I'm saying? They, the, know the reward that is in Christ. When we do things like God says, things are good. Don't try to take things in your own hands with your own wisdom. Do it as God says. And you are going to experience his goodness. And then you won't want things other, otherwise. Let me, let me give you an example. And I'm closing with this. Did I say that I was going to close? I had, yeah, we had to close. I remember when I learned Proverbs 3.9. And Proverbs 3.9 says, you know what Proverbs 3.9 says? It says, honor God with your first fruit and with your wealth. And there's a promise that followed that. And then I learned Malachi 3, 9. It says, bring your whole tithe to the treasure. And it says, let it be meat in my household. And the God says, and, and I will open the windows of heaven Till there's no more room for you to store all the blessings that I'm going to pour. Okay. Now, now my, it's my time to taste 
and see if it's truth. So every paycheck, I grab not, you don't have to do it this way. I take my, my gross income, and if my gross income is $1,000 in a week, I subtract the 10% and I bring it to the storehouse. Now I'm going to wait if this God is truth to what he says. And let me tell you something, folks. I have things in my life that that 10% could, could never have been able to provide. If I make $1,000 a week, now I'm prophesying over myself. If I make $1,000 for my bones, like I said, a week, and I subtract 10%, that is $100, and I bring it to the storehouse. What God promised is that he's going to provide things that $100 cannot buy. Peace, joy, happy marriage, a beautiful wife, three, four girls. I mean, things that I cannot buy with money. And this is not a credit card commercial like MasterCard, Right? And you know what I have discovered? This is a tiny example. I have tasted and I have seen that what God says is truth. And that's just an example. How about obedience? How about honoring mother and father? How about everything he asks us to do? We don't do those things because we are afraid that how am I going to feel? How is this going to affect my reputation? How is... No, no, no. Taste, church, Palestine Church 2024. Taste and see that what God says is good and what he promised is truth. And once you get to experience that, oh, man, you won't want anything else but to do his will all the time. Amen. I think that's a great way to run our race 2024. What do you say? Are you in? You're in. Okay, there's a mom and dad are watching. You're in. Okay. <laughs> Amen. Taste and see. Third closing, because I had to have I had to have five. But just this third. It's challenging to obey God. Many voices will try to shut down your desires to worship Him. Fear, doubt, circumstances, self, past failures or mistakes. But we must keep running. This race of obedience to his word and his command. Amen. And you will see that he's good to his word. Amen. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you, Lord. And if you're here and you have never and never made Jesus the Lord of your life, I'm telling you, it is the best decision you can make. God, my friend, has all the answers to your questions. And he has all the solutions to your problems. And if you allow him in, he's willing to come and to deliver you from everything. So if you're here, you've never given your life to Christ. All you have to do is, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord Save me, Lord. Save me and help me to overcome life. Be with me, Lord, 
all of the days of my life. Please, I give you my life. I give you my soul. Everything that I am, I give it to you. And I thank you by faith that you have heard me and come to my heart. You don't have to do this here. You can do it in your you know, private time, but do that prayer with your heart. And God will come, and he will deliver, and he's going straight your path before you ever even know it. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this time. We bless your name, and I pray, Lord, that, that running our race in obedience to you, Father. Father, may this church taste and see your goodness, Lord. In little things, Father, show yourself strong and faithful in their midst, Lord. And I thank you for it, Lord. I thank you for it, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's prepare for communion. I hope you received something this morning. And I hope... Uh